0: All right, it's advertising day here at the Unified CXM Experience. I'm CXO Grad Khan, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. Now, normally we talk about unified CXM and customer experience management, and we will certainly do plenty of that over the coming months. But today I wanted to take just a little bit of a, a turn into the marketing world for a minute. And I wanted to talk about a particular ad campaign that's on the air right now. So I'm going to go very specific on something uh, because I love it. So this will be a rave and I'll, I'll talk about a few things around it, which I think are interesting. The campaign I want to talk about is from Tiffany's and, you know, Tiffany's, uh, you know, uh, spent you know, spent a reasonable amount of time and money, uh, in Tiffany's over the, over the many years. It's a great brand. One of my favorite brands. There's some incredible things done around it. The history of it is, is extraordinary. There is a, um, Great documentary, which I'll get the name of and post it. Talks all about the history of Tiffany's and how it started and how it ended up in its current location. It's pretty neat. Anyway, so, um, uh, if you've seen the ad, you, if you're watching Hulu, you've probably seen the ad a few times. It's the Jay Z and Beyonce Tiffany Moon River ad. So we're going to talk about this and deconstruct it slightly and maybe put a little bit of a modern spin on it and I'll talk a little bit about what I think is going on in this ad that I think is so powerful. You know, there is a a lot of nods in the ad to Audrey Hepburn and the character that she played in Breakfast at Tiffany's of Holly Golightly. It's interesting that they'd sort of pick that and it's I don't know if you've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's recently. We all tend to remember these iconic images from the movie. And uh, in fact, the Hepburn with her hair in a high bun and an oversized cigarette holder, that image of her is considered to be one of the most iconic images of 20th century American cinema. Another iconic item in the movie are Holly's sunglasses. They're actually not Ray-Bans. They're actually uh, Manhattan sunglasses designed and manufactured in London by Oliver Goldsmith. And they actually re-released those glasses in 2011, so you can actually still buy them. Uh, And so this is an amazing, iconic movie with an unbelievably unfortunate racial slur in it so if you've seen the movie recently you'll know what I'm talking about but many people remember the iconic images of it they'll remember the song Moon River which Henry Mancini composed for the film and Audrey Hepburn sings on a fire escape Um, all that stuff's beautiful and the love story in it is beautiful and then there's this bizarre scene or set of scenes with Mickey Rooney as uh, Mr. Yunioshi. And uh, he's got a prosthetic mouthpiece and makeup, and um, he is doing a caricatured approximation of a Japanese person. And it is outrageously bad. It is just so incredibly offensive. And it's interesting, the audio commentary on the DVD release, the producer of the film, Richard Shepard, uh, said at the time of production and as well in retrospect, he really wanted to recast the role to someone who was actually Japanese, uh, but Blake Edwards, who you know, did a good job in the movie and certainly is a well-respected comedy director, uh, wanted to keep Mickey Rooney. And Shepard's repeated that and he's apologized and said, if we could just change Mickey Rooney, I'd be thrilled with the movie. And director Blake Edwards, you know, in more, in more contemporary times, has stated looking back, I wish I'd never done it and I would give anything to be able to recast it, but it's there and, you know, onward and upward. I don't know. I feel like you could fix that. I feel like someone could snip that out of the movie It's not particularly important role or it certainly could be redone in a way that would be much more respectful but it's interesting that that's the movie that this campaign's based on given sort of like some of the other sort of racial overtones and undertones in this ad which I think are fantastic but it's also fascinating to me that they would sort of touch that piece so anyway maybe that's a good way to Get it fixed. Uh, So let me talk about the ad a little bit. If you've not seen it, they've been married 20 years now. So it's the love story of Jay Z and and Beyonce, and you know they've had some you know uh, challenging times. And if you remember Lemonade, um, Beyonce's album, and that was there's a lot of stuff going on in there. (laughs) And so and they clearly have been through some of the hardest of the hard that people go through when in, in a relationship. And so a couple other things are kind of interesting. There's a Jean-Michel Basquiat um, tableau, um, which is done in sort of Tiffany blue, and Tiffany now actually owns it. Uh, Who knows how much that's worth now? I mean, some of his stuff is going for over 100 million now. And I will say that you know, and the the film features Beyoncé wearing particularly impressive. 128.54 carat yellow diamond. It was the same diamond that Audrey Hepburn was wearing when she pulled up the Tiffany store to gaze in the windows while munching a croissant. In the movie, uh, Audrey Hepburn's wearing it on a ribbon necklace. This time the diamond's mounted in a slightly more subtler mount. I think you see the diamond a bit better too. Interestingly, they keep mentioning this and I don't know why. I guess this seems a bit odd to me, but apparently Beyonce is the first ever black woman to wear this particular diamond, which is, of course, ironically from Africa. So she sits at the piano. She's singing a cover of Moon River. There's scenes of her getting out of her private jet while she's in. She's in her private jet. Jay-Z is at home in his private screening room. And he's kind of filming her with some eight millimeter. There is a neat bit of other stuff where they do outtakes from the filming of the ad. And Tiffany put Tiffany's put that up as well and so there's a there's a whole bunch of content and it's really just about the two of them together and it's very dreamy so what is it about this ad that that I like or what about this ad that I think is is cool and interesting and um, I'm gonna sort of say like there's three layers on this one. First of all and I'll just get this out of the way really quickly Beyonce looks amazing <laughs> oh my god uh yay yay um yeah she uh there's this is one scene where she's wearing the necklace backwards and while she's playing the piano so I could keep it out of the way I guess and she puts kind of falling down her back and she's got a partially backless dress on and Oh, my God. Great scene. There's something about the ad and just the people in it. Jay-Z looks also very awesome and very hip. He's kind of done his hair a little bit like Jean-Michel Basquiat would do it. So kind of interesting, too. But very, 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 very beautiful ad, right? Beautiful people. Beautiful scenes, beautiful homes, beautifully shot. I haven't seen an ad shot this beautifully in ages. It's got a, it's got a 1980s, early 90s sort of, um, you know, Chanel number no. five kind of ad feel to it. It's 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 shot to be incredibly beautiful, and I think what's interesting is that in a world of UGC and in a world of you know, all the stuff that we look at every day on social platforms, we're getting used to stuff looking very low quality. And seeing something shot so beautifully and in such sort of gorgeous lighting uh, is unusual and it really stands out. The second thing which I, I love about the ad, and, and this is where I think it's very modern in a way, is that they've got a lot of code in it. You know, it's like the necklace from the movie. It's this Jean-Michel Basquiat point painting, Basquiat point painting that's kind of in the picture. It's like their love affair, which is a complicated one. And it's like, they're how, like there's a whole bunch of layers. And the, the ad has kind of quotation marks been controversial. Although when you read what the controversies are, they're not, it's not that controversial, but they've been able to create a lot of like what's going on in this ad kind of buzz. And I think that's actually very hard to do these days. They've done something where they've made the ad inherently interesting beyond the ad itself. And people are looking at outtakes. People are talking about it. People are posting about it, people are making comments about it, people are doing podcasts about it. You know, it's just, it's just, it's got this sort of stickiness to it. That's very different. Now look at the amount of amplification they're getting on that ad. And in a world of connected people, connected social platforms, it's a really smart thing to do. It's really smart to do something that people talk about, that creates buzz, that you know, creates amplification, that people want to see it. And then the third thing, which I again, I'll I'll just sort of maybe tip my hat, I guess, to sort of some of the old masters is there's there's always been a little bit of a controversy. I and mean, It was probably Roster Reeves versus Bill Bernbach would be kind of the two sides of this equation where Roster Reeves is very famous for his Anison ad and he's very famous for just Banging people on the head over and over and over again, buy this, buy this, buy this. And I don't remember the old Anderson ads from the 60s, but they were just ridiculous. And, but they, they, everyone remembered them. People hated that they remembered them. And Bill Birnbach uh, wanted to romance people with the ads. He wanted to. He created all the Volkswagen ads and many other incredible campaigns. And he wanted the ads to be something that people loved to read and people enjoyed reading and people and welcomed into their lives. And I actually think Bill Birnbach was right on this one. Because in a world where people have a lot of choices in the media that they consume and a lot of choices in what they want to look at and see and a very, very easy for people to turn it off, you're going to have to romance the viewer. You want to make, make them want to watch it. And so what I think they've done is not only is it um, beautiful and not only is it sort of viral, you know, because there's like a lot of codes in it, but it's also very watchable. Uh, I don't know how many times I've seen the ad. And there's a minute and a half version, by the way, if you've... If you like the 30 second on Hulu, there's a minute and a half on YouTube. And it's just like, yeah, I, I can could, I could watch this thing a hundred times. It's fantastic. And so that to me is really the markings of really taking something which is, you know, pretty old art form now, which is, you know, film and cinema and light cameras and action And then making it very modern in a way that I think updates the Tiffany brand. I will say that Tiffany's is doing a really nice job of updating the brand. And LMVH is doing some incredible work to bring that brand into the 21st century. And like I said, I've been a customer for a long time. But it's really nice to see the brand continue to drive relevance and to be hip and modern and cool and urban. Mm. Way to go. And I keep going. I think that's just fantastic to keep the brand that way because even people who are maybe a little bit older still like to feel young. There is an insight there that inside every 80-year-old, there's a 25-year-old screaming at the mirror wondering what happened to their face. People remember themselves young. People don't remember themselves or think of themselves as old. So whenever you make a brand younger, it's not like older people are going to be like, Ugh, I'm not, I don't want to be part of that young brand anymore. Older people love that. Older people say, I want to be part of that young brand. That young brand makes me feel energized, makes me feel hip. I don't want to feel old myself. And of course, people who are young are also energized by it as well. Even though they probably can't afford the necklace that Beyonce is wearing in the ad, although she can, they definitely, they definitely want to. They aspire to it. And they may walk out with the key ring, but they went in there because of the diamond. So, for the CXM experience, I'm Grad Kahn, CXO at Sprinkler. Go buy something at Tiffany's. And I'll see you next time.